With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, we're not going to talk about it, but... What I sent you during the break is another prime example of why me being on social media, I'm just, I'm happier not knowing things in this world. Me either. I've not seen that story. Um, Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, (laughs) (sighs) I mean, there's there's some messed up people in this world, man. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, I don't don't even know what to say. How do you? There's nothing. I mean, I I opened the window and the window has now been closed. So I'm not even reading the story no more. I saw the headline and was like, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, all you got to do is read like the little blurb portion of the story. And you're just like, I don't know that there is a punishment strong enough. There is not. I mean, seriously, it's bad. All right. So. The idea of, well, I mean, we got baseball that looks like it might actually happen, right? Like, we're, we're thinking were maybe football gets back. Yeah, they're back, back yesterday. And we're hoping that's not going to change. The one thing I can say is 60 games does make me excited in a way that 162 never can. 60 means that I actually have a reason to watch because they all count. Because there's just not that many, and all of a sudden we're going to be in the playoffs. And I got a team that ought to be pretty good, my Braves. So I actually am thinking I might commit to watch some baseball when it comes back. I know the labored thing was nonsense and the way that they tried to negotiate it, and neither side came out looking particularly good in that story because you had some people saying stupid things on all sides of the equation and Manfred and everything else that's going on. But 60 baseball games, okay. I just kind of wish they were already playing. Like, I think they've missed a window where they could have already had our attention. Correct. And we would be talking about baseball because there's no other game in town for us, really, generally. I mean, yes, Korean baseball is on right here in the studio with Doosan and Kawoom right now in a 7-2 bloodbath. But A little barn burner there. Yeah, but if you could just give me MLB right now, I would sit there and watch baseball, even if I wasn't a fan at all of the sport. Uh, you would have a chance to capture some eyeballs and maybe grab some new stars, make some names out there. You could really sell yourself. And unfortunately, by the time baseball is back, we're probably already going to be looking at other sports. Yeah, like basketball, <laughs> who right. has eight games, an eight game, you know, kind of regular season, and then off to the playoffs. I saw yesterday LeBron and AD were working out together, so that, you know they're they're starting to to get prepared to, to head to Orlando. Um, yeah, baseball missed a huge opportunity. Um, but look, as 
you know, a, f- a former player and someone who is going to side with the players on most of these most of these um, debates. You know, I, I understand why the players uh, were hesitant to come back without the financials getting set up. Remember, the NBA already had most of their season, so they've been paid most most. The NFL has a simple formula because we have a hard salary cap, right? So if the salary cap goes down, then we all get paid less. That means the owners, their profit is not as high and we get paid less. Well, baseball has that soft cap. And so I understand why the players kind of fought for their ability to not get screwed, essentially. I mean, they're taking a big burden of this. I don't think they are as, as much now. But Rob Manfred said yesterday, you heard the the clip play in, in one of the, the one of the rejoins, um, that you know he he uh, he always thought sixty games was what, what which was what was going to happen. So um, that uh, that leads me to believe this always was going to end up this way. Yeah, it does sound that way. Um, and, and to me, I, look, I, I guess you could have sold me on more games. I just, I tend to think that if you can give me the rarity where a lot of your sport matters in the regular season because there's not a lot of playoff teams and not a lot of games to get positioning, that makes me more interested in sitting there and watching your sport than it would otherwise. Right. 162, what's funny about 162 is I make that argument, but a lot of times there's a playoff to figure out the last team that gets in, so it turns out all these games do I hate, matter, I but 162 is just too card. much. I hate yeah, the one dumb. game, even though it's helped my Giants. I mean, the Giants have won the World Series uh, going to Pittsburgh and beating them in the in the one-game uh, wild card. Um, yeah, look, I think 60 games is, is quite interesting. Um, you know, if you look at the Nationals, I think the Nationals are like 17 and 33 after 60 games last year. And we're going to see, you know, if you go, if you lose five games in a row, I mean, you're, you're pretty much, you might be out of the playoffs. So, I mean, the, the, the way this is going. And so I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Um, you know, I'm, a, for example, I'm a Giants fan. We're going to be bad this year. But what if we play a good 60 game stretch and we make the playoffs? Like that to me just seems. If we play 162, we win 70 games, right? But if we play 60 games, maybe we get hot. And, you know, last August the Giants went like 20 and eight um, in August. Um, what if that happens now? And what if we get off to a hard start? And we make the playoffs. It's just mind blowing to me the possibilities that could happen in a 60 game schedule. Do you think there'll be an asterisk on this year? Just, I mean, obviously not. There won't actually physically probably be an asterisk in the record books, but you know, the MVP is only going to have 60 games. Um, uh, the World Series champion obviously will only have. 60 I don't games think that the, the triple crown and a lot of these stats can. I, I don't think they can hold up. No because one's gonna you're going to have, especially if somebody hits 400. No one's yeah, going to hit that, 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 no, no way. No, like if that if that were to happen, that ain't going to be in the list. Yeah, like that it can't be because the percentages are easier to hold up. Well, of course, in small number. I mean, Tim Tebow, Jeff, your boy, his minor league statistics. When it was early games, the numbers were one thing, and then you added more, then you saw percentage changes in the way that it went. So I don't know about an asterisk to the seat. There's going to be an asterisk to the whole daggone year. There's going to be an asterisk to 2020 for all of us. There's going to be an asterisk to all of us. I went there because he's your boy, Jeff. I saw some something yesterday like that he might make the major league roster this year. Okay, sure. Sure thing, Mets. He should. No, he should He's terrible. For, because of merit or because of his name? Uh, because of his name. Okay. In a year where everything is different and people are trying out all this stuff and we're seeing maybe rule changes here or all this kind of stuff, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't add T- add Tebow just as another fan experience. Well, for the fan experience, possibly. But what happens if he doesn't play well? No, fans are going to come out to someone who's not any good. Well, maybe it's a short-term deal, Jeff. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I mean, we, we talked about the sad side of the minor league thing yesterday, and it really yes. is sad. Um, is those are small towns and... You know, without concessions and people in the seats, they just can't afford to be there. And I heard, I actually heard Tony Kornheiser say this yesterday, and it was it was well stated. He said these are small towns, but big dreams. And I think we forget about that. Like, I, you know, I know some people that cover minor league baseball, and they cover the wins and losses. And I sit there and I always wonder why. Like, nobody cares about the record of your minor league team but we do care about like what the future is for the for some of the guys that are playing on it and then of course right. you always have the story of the two or three guys that made the show and maybe one of them that turned into a real superstar there are lost dreams 
right now for these players that that just aren't going to be able to play like that's a shame and that's even further than just the business side and and that's sad too but just these players that have put their all into this not having a way to potentially achieve what they've always wanted to fulfill that is a really sad state of affairs even in looking at just our profession right i mean people that cover these minor league teams whether play by play or local beats i mean they they have dreams of moving up to all to the big leagues too and and a lot of broadcasters start in the minor leagues right and um they won't have the opportunity this year some sometimes that's their only revenue right is being a a play-by-play guy for their local double a team um that's gone now that that one year of of reps and practice is now uh, won't won't return. So yeah, I feel bad for kind of everyone in in this case. It's small towns that you know the money that they earn from playing um, these games that won't they won't they won't generate. So I feel I feel bad for everyone across the board. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Final hour on this Thursday here on Fox Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. 
Glad to have the crew with us out in L.A., Roberto Flores, Eddie Garcia, Justin Cooper. They're doing a fantastic job spinning the Dodge Radio style for us here on this Thursday. W.R. Bro here with me in studio in Nashville. My name happens to be Jason Martin. That's less important than Jeff Schwartz. He's down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jeff is at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Jmart Radio. Clay's back on Monday in about 20 minutes or so. Dr. David Chow will join us for his weekly visit. Excited to have him on, especially with the preseason being reduced and just the ramp-up information. And we had that discussion in the first hour of the show. If you ever miss any part of this show, we'll help you out. Subscribe to the Outkick, the coverage of Clay Travis podcast. Make sure to rate and review. Give that joint five stars. I don't know all of the... Roberto, maybe you can tell me how this works. What is it, Danny, or maybe Dub can tell me. What goes on with Danny G and five-star reviews and autograph copies of clay's book and all this kind of stuff i need to know everything that's going on in the outkick verse <laughs> yeah so basically if you get on the podcast uh deal on your phone or a computer or whatever however you listen and you give a five-star review or five-star rating and write a funny review danny g gets on there once a week reads as many as he can and the, the he'll pick five every week and usually on tuesdays i believe he'll come on the air read those five funny reviews and if yours gets read on the show clay will sign a copy of his book and danny g will get it sent to you your way so encourage everyone out there to obviously five star five star rating write a funny review and you might just be on the air and you'll get a uh, autographed copy of clay's book so Eddie kind of mentioned the story that we beat around the bush and didn't actually go into any real detail on there. There's another story. I, we'll ask Eddie when he comes back on whether or not he figured out the other story that we're not he going did. to talk he, about he on he the did. air. He, he did? did? Yeah. Dub found it. I can tell you that because I just heard from across the room words <laughs> that I can't say on terrestrial radio. And I'm like, oh, you found it, did you? Not good, man. Not good at all. There's some there's some bad people out there. There really are. I still want to remind you, I still believe that we outnumber them in terms of people that want some degree of unity and just want some yes. harmony and want positivity and have the right values and, and all of that kind of stuff. But man, there's also evil. And sometimes it's just real easy to see evil. And that was what this story was. So... Corey LaJoy is going to wear a, or he's going, well, his car is going to wear a Trump 2020 paint job at Brickyard on Sunday. And he's going to do this for nine races. Patriots of America Political Action Committee uh, is sponsoring his Mustang. So it's going to be red, white, and blue. It's going to say Trump 2020 on it. And there was a, it kind of happened around 3.30, 3.45 yesterday is when most of the people saw the story. And by most of the people, I think not a lot of people saw it because surprisingly enough, it's just not really out there, which I think is positive. It's good that that's not the biggest story in the world. Now, in 2016, Reed Swordson had a Trump Pence car in Texas, like real close to the actual election. I don't. I feel like the Trump situation today is far worse than the Trump situation was four, four years ago, just in terms of the overall perception. Um, I still believe most people didn't think Trump was going to win last time around, or at least most people in the public I didn't. Was, I don't think he thought he was going to win either. Well, yes. we talked about that before. I, I felt like the whole time he didn't think he was going to win. I thought he was getting into it for another reason. Then all of a sudden somebody told him, hey, you got a shot. But I believe even on the day or on the evening of the election – he was telling advisors and people close to the media, yeah, we're going to lose tonight. And then they ended up winning. So I, I don't, I think you're right, or you're probably close to right in that case. But I don't have a problem with this. Uh, even if I disagree with the message, I mean, if somebody pays and you're okay to put that on your car or your race team is okay to put whatever it is on your car, I guess I, I just kind of shrug my shoulders. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I am. I still believe that when this race is run on Sunday, there's going to be some probably really bad virtue signaling think pieces out there to describe just how awful this is. Here's here's my only thing, and um, I, I don't care. Obviously, I, I think if you guys have listened to me for a while, I, I this, this stuff doesn't bother me either, in either direction. Um, I just it's interesting how we don't hear the crowd that says stick to sports um, that's outraged by this. And this goes to the argument that I've made for a while now when it comes to players kneeling in the NFL, is that people are not outraged that they're protesting. They're outraged 
by the message that they're protesting. And this is a good example here where you're talking about politics and sports and how people don't want politics and sports. But I don't see the same energy when it comes to a race car that has a campaign slogan on it. Now, I, know, I realize they paid to put that on the car. And according to people that you know have talked about this, they, they needed the money. So, I, I mean, I understand that. that is, but still, politics and sports, unlike in other sports where the protesting is done before the contest and the game is relatively free of politics, which has kind of been my argument all along is like, guys, like, just like, don't watch the anthem. It's not even on TV anyways. Like, like just, I don't understand the idea of like, I can't watch football anymore because the players kneel, but you actually don't see it because the telecast comes on typically after the anthem. Like I, like how many times do we, do we turn on a, a, a telecast and like, as the announcers are talking, the smoke from the fireworks is like behind them, right? Because the, the anthem has just ended. And, well, and yeah, that's true. Off. Although when they started having this stuff happen, they would go early. Correct. And, and, and we would I'm always curious, have these stories. Correct. And I'm curious to see if they're going to do it again this year, because the last two years, by the way, players have still been kneeling. It just is not covered anymore by the well, yeah, it's so going to get wonder, covered this time yeah but i do wonder for how long i like i think week one and two will have a lot of guys do it and i do think it will peter out but whatever but that's not really the point of it my point is that you know when people say they don't want politics and sports there are some people that, that genuinely believe that, that i want politics completely out of sports but it's kind of always in sports and my whole argument has been the same jason is that you just don't like the message it's not that you don't like politics and sports you don't like the message it's, it's you don't it, like it, that person's politics correct. and because sports like, look, and now look, you're right about that look, look, i mean look. let me let me say this real quick just before i forget it because yeah. your point is absolutely right like when i was talking about uh blm being on the courts in orlando and all of that kind of stuff same deal like yeah you can do it it's fine i mean that's okay i don't think it's a smart idea i also don't think this is a smart idea like it's okay it's not going to ruin anything at least not for me personally or whatever but you can't be okay with one and not be okay with the other like it's 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 same deal here both of them are going to cause some level of divisiveness i i would think maybe keep it all out at least as it relies to that like it's not a decision that i would have made i just but aren't we past that I now can see like, that. like jason like, are, like i feel like i feel like we're we're past that like we're past the no politics in sports. I mean, look, it, it's it's. I I think I, I could be naive to this that if there is a change at president in November, that we call that the athletes. I'm just talking about from an athlete perspective that the athletes speaking out so strongly because I don't remember this happening before 2016. Do you? Like athletes being so outspoken on politics on social media. Well, uh, social media maybe not. But in well, terms of athletes active, being outspoken, there's always been a right, a sector but, of athletes that have right. wanted to do this. Right. But I think I just feel like and I could be naive to this. I don't know. But I feel like if if I think things might calm down from that perspective, possibly. I don't know. We'll see. On social look, things media, are going to calm. Look, so. things things are going to calm down if Biden wins the election. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've think, sa- I said this before. I don't think I'm not sure we ever would have had a lockdown. If Trump, like the way the way the media has covered the lockdowns, I should say, I don't know what the governor, the governing would have been, but the reaction to the governing would have been vastly different uh, regardless, I think. So I do think there's something to that. But in terms of just I mean, I do think that social media at this point, it has given athletes a platform. They feel like that they have to say things. I've always said one of the smartest comments I've ever heard in my life. I wish I could take credit for it. Uh, I don't know who actually said it first, but I use it all the time. And it is social media is not mandatory. It's just not. Right. There's just a lot of there's a lot of things that get said without research done, without really thinking through the issues, where emotion generates a response too quickly and the brain hasn't had yeah. time to actually catch up and right. figure out if what you're saying actually has a basis in facts. Right. Um which is uh, that's we talked about this earlier, social media earlier, but you know, yeah. to get back to like the 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 politics and sports type of thing. I mean, look, if you're an NFL player and the president calls you an sob, I mean, you're gonna respond. Like, I feel like that's that's like something that I don't know how they don't respond to that. And I mean that that increased the kneeling by like twenty five 
fold, right? Like that, that, you know, for those couple of weeks and became more of a story than it was beforehand. So like that, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I think that if that were to change, we wouldn't see it so much in sports. I could be naive to it. I think that LeBron's still going to have his platform. He's still going to use it in a certain way. Other athletes will do the same, but we won't see athletes with smaller platforms that use social media often will not be as vocal in my opinion. But nonetheless, Again, I don't care that he has a Trump 2020 thing on his car. I don't I like I'll watch a NASCAR race. I may or may not. I don't know. I don't watch NASCAR that often. If I bet on it, I will. Like I don't care. Like I I I it, we've we're down the road now, Jason, where politics are now in sports. I think it could be less on, you know, next season, let's say, January 1st, maybe it's less. But we can't escape it anymore. Like like the fantasy land of like no politics, that's over in my opinion, Jason. Like you have to kind of either I do a good job of just not focusing on it. Like, I don't agree with everything an athlete says. I don't agree with everything LeBron says, Steve Kerr, Popovich, every NFL player says. Like, I don't agree with that with, all, with it all. But I feel like I can do a decent job of, of compartmentalizing that and just being like, okay, well, I'm still going to watch the game. I enjoy watching basketball. I'm a Lakers fan. I enjoy watching LeBron play. I'm a football fan. I enjoy watching uh, you know, football. And I can just remove the politics out of it and just watch the game for what it is. I don't know why that seems so difficult for people. Yeah, well, I think it's because of the the way in which it's framed in our brains or the way in which we're told that it should be framed in our brains and I do think social media makes it worse, but I was having a conversation with a with a colleague um and he suggested that one of the big problems in this country is the baseline assumptions that are wide sweeping. It's like Republicans are told all Democrats are evil. They are morally evil. They are immoral. <laughs> Democrats are repeatedly told all Republicans are immoral. You can't live in a country with something that you believe to be immoral or evil. That's something you, you can't coexist with evil. Evil needs to be erased. Evil needs to be eradicated. So that forces us to be even more divisive. And I think politics, because of that, when LeBron James tweets out something that I don't like... The the like knee jerk reaction to me if I don't stop and think is he hates the country and he hates every value I stand for and I can see the fires of hell right now raising because of what he said <laughs> and on the flip side uh, a Republican or somebody a conservative or something says something and the liberal that's watching or the athlete thinks it's the worst thing in the world because that's what they've been trained to think. We never start with what we agree upon. We always jump to what we disagree about. We don't realize. we If we just started with base assumptions, Jeff, and you and I have talked about this and people have actually said this to us on Twitter that one of the reasons why you and I tend to host shows together that work is because oftentimes we come from different perspectives but we respect right. each other's opinion. Right. And that's a that's a... That's a big thing here that I think gets lost. And I think when you jump to these differences too quickly, like what can we agree upon? We're both men. We're both parts of the human race. We're both Americans. Like you can get to a lot of things that you agree upon first. And then you can look back on those things when you find the disagreeable points and you can say, yeah, all right, we diverge here. Now we can have a discussion, but hey, we. Right. We have a lot more in common than we do the other side. So let's not just focus on the smallest pieces of the pie. Let's remember that there are a lot of things that we can come together on, and that equity right there actually breeds growth. I'm not going to learn anything if all I do is go to the same stuff all the time that's only going to confirm what I already believe. I have to be challenged, but I have to be thoughtfully, tactfully, intelligently and passionately challenged but not in a disrespectful way that's just going to make me tune it out and i think that's that's maybe one of the biggest things but politics just because of the level of the other side is immoral that being the argument that being the way in which we've kind of been trained in this last handful of years to think once you think something is immoral by god something's got to be done here like right. something must be done about this, and then that person becomes an enemy as a as opposed to an just an opponent, an an oppositional opponent in a debate. Like you can have a discussion, but you can't discuss with immorality. Immorality is the thing that's got to be vanished. It's got to be gone, and I think that's one of the big issues. 
It, it is an issue. Um, and you know, the way we talk with each other, I mean, it's just, I, I just don't have faith it's going to go back the other way. I mean, we might, Oh, I we don't might, either. We might calm down a little bit on Twitter and not be so divisive. Um, you know, I just, I just, I don't think we're going back in the other direction. Just like I think athletes and, and politics, you know, I get, I think it will calm down a little bit, but I don't think it's going to, um, ever go back in, in the other direction. And, um, I do wish we were more tolerant. Like I said, I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised that the Corey LaJoy story has not been Me too. bigger news. And maybe it's because sometimes, you know, every now and then social media gets together and decides that, you know, they if they're going to allow one side to speak more often, then the other side's allowed to speak as well. And they're okay with that. I've seen actually seen a lot of people tweet that. Like, look, if I'm going to be okay with, you know, with Black Lives Matter being on, a, on an NASCAR, I'm going to be okay with, with Trump. And again, I, I am. I'm fine with it. I, I could care less. Um, so... I'm glad that it hasn't been a story. And it might, it might be a story Sunday. I mean, I don't know. It's 4th of July weekend. Maybe people, I mean, everything's kind of closed. I don't know what, I don't know what you're doing, but maybe mm. there's not as much, as much eyeballs uh, to NASCAR and to the story you know, right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to, I tend to agree with that. And I do think that if we could get to a place where we realize that there's a lot more that makes us the same, that makes us different. Um, then we can talk about those things thoughtfully because we've created a lot of equity. When we come back, Dr. David Chow will join us. Always a great conversation, especially now, not just the virus, but real questions about ramping up and the shortened NFL preseason, all that. Coming up next, right here on Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Close back on Monday, but we do still have Dr. David Chow with us. He's on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. Always a wonderful follow, always a wonderful conversation. Doctor, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, you guys. Uh, yep, yeah, can't complain. Uh, so I guess this is where we give you kudos. A couple weeks ago on this show, you suggested and basically predicted NFL was going to cancel the bookend of the preseason. They were going to leave the two and three, but get rid of at least two of the games, and they have. They've cut games one and four. Uh, your reaction to the decision that you saw coming? Well, it's logical, and that's why it was, I felt, predictable. You know, for player health and safety, with the off-season program not really being a reality, you know, Zoom, et cetera, and the reporting on the 28th official practice, there's going to be a potential of more soft tissue injuries with acclimation. So it made sense to get rid of week one of the preseason. It also makes sense to get rid of week four because you don't want to play that late in the season and risk contracting coronavirus when you do play, travel, or do whatever, and then end up missing week one. And so that leaves two preseason games. I do hear rumblings that players in the PA might want to get rid of all preseason games. However, I don't believe that will happen, and the NFL really wants to have two preseason games. Now, could those two preseason games be modified? Maybe. But, you know, this is the big time. This is the big leagues. This is the, the no show on Broadway opens without a dress rehearsal. The preseason is a dress rehearsal, as you know, Jeff. I mean, especially new players and other things. But you're going to need one road trip and one home game. Why? All 32 stadiums need to have a dry run dress rehearsal yep. related to the new COVID protocols. Not just, you know, get the chain gang back up to speed and the communication stuff up to speed, but there's going to be different locker room setups. Buses will pull in and unload in different ways. Referees will have different dressing locker rooms. There's so many un known consequences of this COVID social distancing protocol. Everyone needs a dry run. Now, could those two preseason games be just for a half? Maybe, right, to uh, limit exposure. But you're going to have to do it. And the other reason I think the NFL wants to do it is come week one, you want everyone, media and the league and fans, to be talking and us to be talking about the matchups, not what it will look like. So you kind of get that out of the way. So I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. Doc, what um, what chance do you think we have that maybe the season gets backed up a couple of weeks? Do you think there's any chance, or do you think it's definitely going to start on time? Um, you look, we're all at the mercy of uh, coronavirus. And, uh, you know, everyone knows it's the novel coronavirus, so things are unpredictable. But absent the absolute need to back things up, and perhaps there's a labor negotiation Jeff would know better than I would related to the CBA and how players might feel, from a medical perspective, I don't see it backing up unless there's some untoward circumstance. Why? It's not like backing it up is going to be an advantage. I mean, if you look at what colleges are doing, and I've said this since March uh, when nobody thought there would be any sports, I said I'm more optimistic that the NFL will start on time in September than optimistic that they can finish the season. So there's still worry come December, January, et cetera. If you look at where my daughter goes to school at South Carolina, North Carolina, Notre Dame, a lot of other schools, they're pushing school up by a week in August, mm-hmm. ending by November and saying goodbye for to students uh, through Christmas and not having them come come back. So the NFL might be pushing themselves into the eye of the storm if they push back. And by the way, I don't know that, I mean, we're in it for the long haul right now. There's not going to be a magic uh, vaccine that comes along in, you know, two weeks after the season would have started in September. It's not going to happen right now. So I don't know pushing it back is going to really change anything. 
Doc, I'm very curious about the NFL's physical distancing guidelines that they put together because you've been in the facility. There's no room to space things out, right? I mean, there's no room to put six feet between lockers. There's no room for the training room to be a certain a certain way. There's no room for meeting rooms to be adjusted based off of being six feet apart. It feels to me like the physical distancing guidelines put put forth are not something that actually can be achieved in these facilities. Well, I think they have to be. And, you know, obviously one coach in the NFL was similar to your expression of the humanly impossible. But I think you have to, and I think teams are going to be vested to do it because what you can't have, I mean, you're going to have a player test positive in season. I've said all along all 32 teams will have players and coaches this season. I think they might have it when they all report. All 32 might have at least one when they all report, uh, you know, on uh, July 28th or right or right before then because in the NBA, 5% of players had it. And, you know, in the NFL, almost 3,000 players. I mean, you're going to have about 150 people testing positive uh, by July 28th across 32 teams. That's almost five per team. Now, here's why you have to do it. And if you're curious, and I don't want to be too talkative here, you can go to my Twitter timeline. About six weeks ago, I posted a periscope of how you would social distance. I'll give you a quick example. I agree. Sometimes locker rooms just aren't big enough. Now, will you do locker rooms and trailers? Will you do temporary lockers outside in the bubble? You're going to have to get creative. Another potential possibility, if you don't have that room, Jeff, is is you may, instead of all your offensive linemen next to each other, you have offensive linemen, defensive linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, et cetera. And let's say from 8 to 9 a.m. is offensive locker room time. And it's also defense position group meeting time. So at, then at 9 o'clock, perhaps there's a team meeting, not in a team meeting room because that's not big enough for six feet, out in the bubble or out in the field with speakers, folding chairs six feet apart. The coach addresses over a speaker system. And at 9.30, you flip defense locker room time and offense team meeting time. And guess what? The quarterbacks are going to meet in the wide receiver room to have more room. The wide receivers are going to meet in the O-line room to have more room. And the O-linemen are going to meet in the team meeting room to have more room. Why? It's bad enough if you lose a quarterback, but you cannot lose QB 1, 2, and 3 at the same time. That's disastrous. Right. It's bad enough if you lose an offensive lineman, but you can't lose four of them. If you lose four of them, you may have to forfeit a game, and right. you might lose them based on quarantining if you don't follow the guidelines. So I think teams are going to be vested to follow the guidelines and find a way to follow the guidelines because that's what's best for the team. That's a good point. I just I I, I talked to a trainer at, at, who's in charge of doing this at the team. He's like, man, it's, it's a tough task. But you know, you're right. They'll find a way to uh, to get it done. Something you mentioned early on, I'd like you to, to expand a little bit. Um, and I, I talked about this earlier about the soft tissue injuries that we saw uh, an increase after the lockout in 2011. We saw soft tissue. We saw Achilles. We saw some ACLs go up. And just the the fact that you know working out on your own is not the same as doing football workout it's not the same as practicing and you know the i think they agreed on a th- kind of a three-week ramp-up period is, is that enough time to make sure we don't have those injuries i think it depends i mean uh, jeff you know not every player is the same right. and uh, you may be a player that like to practice every day you may be a, a player that like to take some time to heal up you know are you a veteran are you a rookie are you a guy who's strung tight are you a guy who's worked out very hard in the off season are you a guy who relies on the work coming into the season are you a speed burst guy which puts you at more risk in cutting or are you you know more of a uh, in place guy so i mean there's so many different factors i think three weeks is probably short for some players three weeks is probably enough for some players and it depends on how you handle those three weeks and of course it depends on how you came into the situation so that's got to be a very individual decision for players and other things i would not be surprised if there were some players who said look i don't want to go with the three-week mark at the first preseason game because and teams might even hold them out right uh, for that but they're still going to go through the preseason process because you have to work through uh, the protocols and uh, i do want to ask you a question jeff yeah. uh, and save some time uh, before uh, we have to end you go ahead jeff oh sorry um um so, you know, getting back to the, the 2011 lockout, I don't remember we had any of this ramp up. Is this something that you think was studied and was was 
change because we just like went to practice and we had pads on two days after we showed up and we just went to work. Is this too extreme to try to do this for training camp? Well, I think there's just uh, you have to understand that uh, from 2011 to 2020, I mean, we were definitely talking about health and safety in 2011, but now it's far and away the number one focus. And so I think that that's what changes uh, part of this. And look, once again, if you are expecting there not to be coronavirus or you're trying to be as safe as possible, no sport should start up and try and play. But if you're trying to do it in a reasonable fashion, it's not if players test positive or coaches and don't forget coaches they're older it's when they test positive how you deal with it and lock it down on whether you can finish the season now i think football is lucky and this is a theory i want to test with you uh, jeff basketball baseball i mean they got thrown on their heels because of the timing and football is lucky because of the timing but i think there's another factor where i think the nfl and the nflpa will ultimately agree that baseball and and uh, basketball are different where it's been harder for them to agree and some will players opting out and the complaints and so forth because baseball and basketball by and large have guaranteed contracts and football by and large does not have guaranteed contracts and why does that matter well that matters because even if you're let's say big ben making 34 million dollars and you think it's guaranteed let's say you don't make any money this year because there are no games next year Baseball and basketball players expect to make their full boat. If the NFL doesn't play this season, the salary cap structure will change significantly and drop. And so even Big Ben, who's a stalwart in Pittsburgh, if the salary cap is now $150 million instead of $200 million, $34 million is too big of a percentage of the, of the team. And he might have to take a pay cut or get renegotiated or, God forbid, get cut by a team. Correct. So veterans will be affected. Rookies will be affected. Free agents will be affected. The salary cap will change everything. And guess what? Because the players are making, what, 47.5% of the money, yeah. there's no fans it'll affect them a little bit if there's no games at all it'll affect them a lot not just in 2020 but in 2021 2022 so football by luck or by skill and and knowing what they're doing the timing certainly is luck but the structure of the league with the players has them i think united where both sides are vested to play not only this year but going forward there are long-term repercussions to player salary if the NFL doesn't play this year. Uh, you, you think that's correct? I 100% agree, and that's the difference, and I've said this for a while, between baseball and, and what football is dealing with is that you know baseball doesn't have a hard cap. So when you say that you're going to take 50% of revenue, what does that really mean? You know, Mike Trout's making $33 million of no cap, right? Like, how do you work that out where the NFL has a cap, and you can easily adjust based on that, and if the profits are down this year the cap gets adjusted down everyone gets their share of of the money um and so there is incentive for the nfl to play and i do think there's going to be cap adjustments next year whether they play or not i mean i think if they if they play they'll find a way to manipulate it so they don't have to cut a bunch of veterans on their team but yes there's more incentive for players to play plus i think the nfl players just generally feel more invincible than other of other, we just the rate we get hurt, the rate we, the, the the stuff we go through. You have to have this invincibility feeling, and I don't think we're going to see a lot of NFL players sit out this year, like we've seen in basketball and baseball. Well, the other final thought, because I know we're probably running out of time, that I'll leave you with is that that I've made this statement that everyone's like, "How are you going to play football? You tackle each other, you follow each other, you exhale on each other." I get it, but. This is a true statement based on what we know about the virus today. You're more likely, without social distancing, you're more likely to get it in the six days in the facility, six days a week in the facility, than on Sunday when you play. Because it's about prolonged contact within six feet. You know, the CDC guidelines of contact tracing, 15 minutes. Well, that happens in team meetings, in meeting rooms, in locker rooms, et cetera, in the training room. It's not as likely to happen on, uh, on Sunday. A wide receiver in a DB... I can guarantee you are not within six feet of each other. A wide receiver and an opposing cornerback, 
six feet each of each other for a combined 15 minutes in a three-hour game. Now, Jeff, you and the and the nose tackle, the D lineman, might be depending on how many audibles and how many offensive plays and how many right. rotations. But you know, the offensive huddle is going to be together for 15 minutes. So you may see some changes in the way the huddle looks, whether it's radio communication spreading out the huddle, huddling a little closer to your sideline, but in a socially distanced way, you know, on a diagonal, so you're further away from the defense. But that's what's strange about this. It's about viral load. It's not about, you know, the instantaneous exposure of what happens. It's exposure over time. And that's what fans should understand. This is why fans sitting in the stands is more dangerous than the players if they're not spread out. Fantastic stuff. That's Dr. David Chow. He's on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. Always wonderful, always informative. Have a great uh, Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you much. Thanks, Doc. That is Dr. David Chow. And that was an awesome way to finish, too. Just a, a great answer about that. That's that's facts, folks. I didn't, I didn't even know that until the, the, about, 15 minutes, about 15 minutes. That, uh, of It takes 15 minutes to... So, I mean, this is why we go back to the bar thing, right? Like, that's like the worst place to be. Like, this is like shoulder to shoulder drinking in a bar feels like the worst place to be to spread coronavirus. But like you mentioned, sitting outside, playing outside, practicing outside, um, those seem like logical ways to continue life. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.